Hello fellow heirlooms and welcome back. I'm Gail. I'm Sam. And we are the Heirloom Couriers. Today we'll be discussing chapters 21 and 22 of the Ruins of Gorlin. Which, they're pretty action-packed. I would say you so. Expect, is this the most action we've had? Yes. Yes. It, well, besides the boar. And it's all the characters <laughs> together. Yeah. So okay. anyways, the chapter starts back up with Will's perspective. And so remember, this is just a few days after the boar hunt. But a lot has happened. So for one, Will reports being better treated by everyone, especially the people of the village. An interesting thing to point out here is how subconsciously Will is thinking of himself neither as a member of the village nor a member of the castle, but rather, you know, as pertaining to a different... It's not really a social class, I guess. It's just a different... I don't know which word I would use. It's like there's three cities. The ranger city, the village Mm -hmm. city, and the castle city. Yeah. And I guess this really, we can just see how the rangers, yeah, they're outsiders. But it's not necessarily outsiders so much as outsiders by choice, you know? Everyone appreciates them. Everyone's kind of a little fearful of them. Because that's how they work, too. It's like, if if no one was fearful of them, then they probably won't be able to get anything done. Exactly. Because, like, they can disguise themselves and pretend they're people of the village and people of, you know, wherever they're going. But it's also, like... They need to have that fear factor when it's necessary yeah, to get things done. And so, yeah, people are treating Will better due to his actions during the boar hunt, or at least stories that stem from his actions, because, and quoting the book on page 146... This is pretty savage, honestly. um, Being simple folk with rather limited boundaries to their day-to-day lives, they tend... To to kind of blow things out of proportion. Gail will read the exact quote. Yes, so. This is page 146 again, and I'll start reading now. By the end of the first week, the events of the hunt had been so blown out of proportion that they had Will single-handedly killing both boars as they charged out of the thicket. A couple of days after that, to hear the story related, you could almost believe that he had accomplished the feat with one arrow, firing it clean through the first boar and into the heart of the second. And then that's then the quote, but basically he's talking to Halt and he's like, it's not really that I did anything, it just sort of happened, and after all, you killed the boar, not me. Right. And so then to that, Halt responds, and I quote, people will think what they want to, never take too much notice of it. And Honestly, there, Halt's just really out here. Halt's life advice. TM, trademark. Um, we believe that this he philosophical term in part is due to his... Recent encounters with Salt Peter, I think they've got they've like rubbed off a little bit on each other. Maybe I know he's just really, he's probably doing nothing. He's probably just looking at the flames in the. Would they have grates? Probably, um, sitting in like his armchair while Will does a ton of training, and he's like, Will, yeah, like skins a deer. The good old days, um, but Horace, on the other hand. We'll go back to Horace for a teeny bit. His actions are instinctively courageous. As described on page 147, because it seems like Horace's personality is described often as more nature than nurture. Mm-hmm. But, like, how would his past bullying of Will and or his current bullying um, situation, or his being the victim of Alda, Jerome, and um, Bryn. Bryn, the other guy, fit into this pattern? Like, in that nature, in that nurture... I mean, that's definitely not nature. Well, nature bullying of Will, yes, but 
It's not in your nature to be bullied by other people. I no no not that I mean like oh. bullying will because it's interesting how so much of it is so much of his so many of his actions are described as oh this is all instinctive Horace right. you know he's, he's a, a natural, natural fighter country. he's a natural this but then he's all is he also a natural bully <laughs> yes. you know yes he is um so Will's kind of concerned that Horace isn't necessarily getting his due of praise and such, but Halt is confident in Sir Rodney's ability to recognize good actions, specifically that of Horace. Wait, can I have the book real quick? Yeah, sure. That's a funny quote. Um, oh, shoot. Lost the page. Hold on a hot second. Basically, it's kind of... Honestly, Halt's always pretty savage, but... Halt knows what's going on. Yeah. Do you think Halt... What does Halt... Like, on his downtime, use his ranger skills for. Because it's totally spying and, like, picking up starting rumors. Literally. In the village. Where is it? Um, Around page 147, probably. Oh, yeah. Sir Rodney knows. He doesn't miss much. He's got a little more up top than the average bash and whacker. Honestly, same. (laughs) Um, I like that. Halt is clearly... Hey, but that's, like, a pretty darn big compliment from Halt. Also, that's a pretty darn precise definition of what knights do. <laughs> exactly. Um, Bash and whack. So, clearly the masters of each craft are the real deal and are actually competent. We can see how there are some lower people, such as the drill attendee, who are not who don't really know what they're doing, or, like, they don't really recognize true skill, but at least those people who are in charge and are the top the top people are they are competent whereas well i think that's the case of the battles well sorry if you can hear our cat that's that's her that's her (laughs) that was not a good sentence structure (laughs) whatever um so yeah the ranger corps it seems well yeah since they're so few in number they're able to be very highly selective and elite i'm assuming there's some sort of democracy how they like elect that high ranger or something like that and yeah, all rangers receive one-on-one training for years, whereas in the battle school, you kind of, it's kind of a team mentality, which makes sense, because yeah. in battle you need to work as a group. And we'll see more into the the inner workings of the ranger corps as the book progresses, like yeah. literally just in the next few chapters, and as they prepare for the, what's it called again? The, the hunt. No, no, no. Oh, like the ranger meeting thing. The meeting. The big gathering. The gathering. The gathering. Sorry, we had to take a quick break. Our cat just walked in the room, so if you see her purring. You don't know if you hear her purring. If you hear hear her. Hopefully you don't see her. That would be a little creepy. But if you hear her purring, that's her. So, um, Halt, well, Will has been feeling, essentially been feeling a connection to Horace since the hunt. And wants to discuss everything, namely his newfound popularity, kind of the way his actions versus Horace's were blown out of proportion. Yeah. Where giving credit where credit's due. And this kind of this kind of reminds me of in Brooklyn Nine Nine. I can't wait for the next season. But in Brooklyn Nine Nine, wait, let me try when it comes out. Jake and Amy first got together. Well, spoilers. Can we spoil this? Yeah. Skip like thirty seconds if you don't want to hear the spoiler. But it's from like the first or second season. Okay. Anyways. That's it. Fast. Um, okay. Seconds. So 
basically when Jake and Amy get together, but then they break up really quickly, but then they get right together right after because it's like they want to discuss things, but the only people that they want to discuss these things with was the other person. So then they get back together. So then this kind of reminds me of that. Of course, Will and Horace are not going to get together. That would be interesting, but no, they don't. Um, but the way they say like, oh, the only person I want to discuss this with is you. Although they don't say that to each other because they can't at the moment. Anyways, we're done with the spoiler. It also becomes clear that Will now has respect for Horace because he doesn't want Horace to believe that he's okay with all these rumors that have blown the whole hunt out of proportion as we previously discussed. However, as their paths quote-unquote seldom cross, they're never able to talk. Right. So it's like Will just wants Horace to be able to respect him and we can see that Will respects Horace here because he doesn't want to have like a false sense of but we also know, well, Will doesn't necessarily know this, but we do know as readers that Horace does respect Will, you know? He's yeah. proud of him, kind of. It's a weird, I don't know, it's kind of a weird shift. It makes sense, it's well-developed, but it's funny, you know, how they went from victim bully to, like, friends. Bros. Yeah. Not bros, friends. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, I love their relationship throughout the years, especially in Halt's Peril. That's, oh, I read that one. Yeah, Sam read that one. Um, it was good. Oh, Halt's Peril with Halt, Horace, and Will, and they're just making fun of each other the whole time. Honestly, so excited for that book. Yes. In many years, but you know, <laughs> we'll be yeah. like 12 years. Um, um, so yeah, in the, in the meantime, Will's continuing with his training, now at an accelerated pace, because the gathering is rapidly approaching, which is the time that we mentioned before when Rangers, when all 50 Rangers... This is a direct quote. Yeah, mine. <laughs> When all 50 rangers come together to exchange news, discuss any problems that might have arisen throughout the kingdom, and make plans. Our cat is scratching herself. So again, if you hear weird sound effects, that is her. That is not us. Sorry. Additionally, it is the time when Will is assessed as to whether he is fit to continue ranger training. So it's very clearly showcasing how just how elite, elite. the core is. Right. Like now, Will does not even have a Saturday break. So what is this? Idiocy. It's not a word, but it's a great thing. Um, and instead, idiocy spends... is a word. You wrote idiocacy. How do you spell? Not like that. Where did you get the C A from? Oh my gosh. We have like a little bullet point thingies, and Gail wrote idiocacy, not idiocy. I'm a genius. Pretty and sure idiocacy is not a word. It's not. I looked it up. And instead, Will <laughs> spends every day practicing archery, knife skills, and more. Which. Not gonna lie, kind of sounds like an ad for a survivalist retreat, like archery, yeah. knife throwing, stealth skills, and more. Axe throwing, learn how to kill your own meat and cook it and skin it and but, tan the leather. But wouldn't it be kind of crazy? That'd be so cool. I would totally do that. It would be kind of crazy if, like, after a year of training, well, it's so clear that, like, they really only want the best and, like, they're assessing your personality type of thing, like, how loyal you're going to mm-hmm. be. How do they do that exactly? Well, because you're alone with the ranger. So like, oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about Horace. I was like, <laughs> you're alone with the ranger. So it's like the ranger can probably... Hulk could tell if Will was a bad apple. But right. at this point, <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so meanwhile, back at the castle, Horace, a.k.a. the muscular young apprentice. Love this description. He is not only continuing to be bullied, but he's also a victim of the whole battle school's silent treatment. Literally everyone is taking pains to steer clear of him. And hence why... Well, this is meant to kind of juxtapose or contradict Halt's opinion that 
Sir Rodney's gonna give credit where credit's due. Because yeah. Sir Rodney only sees how negatively everyone else is reacting to Horace. Everyone taking pains to avoid him. And hence he sees a an argumentative, antisocial, lazy Whoa. recruit who has a certain amount of skill at arms. So who also apparently is prone to fighting because he's always seen, you know, covered in little cuts, bruises, which Red flags. Red, red flags. flags. Come on, Sir Rodney. So, like, here we can, I guess, just talk about, like, appearances versus reality. Because it's also, like, Rodney, luckily, is instinctively feeling that there was some, quote, um, from 150, there was some other factor he wasn't aware of. Because he's like, should I expel him? Mm-hmm. Which is insane. Like, Which is kind of insane. When I read that, I was like, hold on, folks. But it's, like... At least, because at least there is, there was some kind of one-on-one time with Rodney on the hunt, Rodney and Horace, yeah. because I feel like had that not happened, then Rodney would have been like, oh, he's just a guy who has skill, but clearly he's a bully, let's get him out of here. Right, right. However, because he saw how selfless he was, mm-hmm. he's like, something else is going on. Right. Um. Let's, let's, I guess, take a bit, I don't know, we're never... It's never really explored what Rodney is waiting for um, from Horace to, like, show that he's not bad, but because quite a lot of action happens, that doesn't make that necessary. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And, I mean, obviously the book acknowledges that there are three other factors, specifically Alda, Bryn, and Jarrell. I always forget one of their names. You forgot Bryn. Yeah, I forgot Bryn earlier, but it's... I mean, their names, yeah. When I first read it, I thought one of them was a girl. I was like, oh my gosh, that's kind of cool. Not that there were <laughs> bullies, so cool. but that like there are females in battle school. And no, then that was there not are the case. Not females in battle school. So enter a scene where the nincompoops are being especially nasty and physically, as well as emotionally harmful. So they, they corner Horace and beat him with a cane. Well, they put him in a sack. No, they put a sack over his head. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. call him baby. And beat him with a cane and taunt him regarding his making a fool of the entire battle school. So, it doesn't, I honestly didn't understand their really line of thought with this insult. Because everyone seems proud of, or at least the older people seem like proud of his, his actions, but again, maybe it's because it was so blown out of proportion that it seems like only Will, who they dubbed the sneaker, um, hashtag not sponsored. I'm kidding. That was not the moment. The sneaker. But um, but basically, are they just jealous, or did everyone at battle school feel that way? But obviously, some people had the self control and mental stability to not hurt. I don't think anybody Horace. cared because Sir Rodney didn't mention anything about. No, but everyone's giving him the silent treatment. Right. Oh, right. right I feel right. like we need that explored. No, but that wasn't because of this. He said that, that was already consistently happening. Oh. Let me just confirm. Because, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not necessarily a silent treatment. They just completely steer clear of him. They don't want to associate with him. Because they know that, you know, extending any offer of friendship will just lead to them getting beat up. It's just... Them being selfish and trying to survive, I guess. Yeah. Um. 
So they beat him up pretty awfully and are about to leave, but not before telling Horace that they're going to go teach the, again, sneaker, the who is sneaker. Will, the same lesson. I think that's just a hilarious way to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the sneaker. Um, and then, but, here, I'll read this chapter. I mean, this, he is kind of a sneaker, but that's just a good fun. thing. I'll read the last paragraph of page 152 that says, Then the full import of Bryn's words struck him. They were going to give the same treatment to Will, for the ridiculous reason that they felt his action of saving Horace had somehow belittled them and their battle school. With a gigantic effort, he pushed the welcoming folds of darkness back and struggled to his feet, moaning with the pain, chest heaving, head spinning, as he supported himself against the wall. He remembered his promise to Will. If you ever need a friend, you can call on me. It was time to make good on the promise. Such a good ending to the chapter. Literally. And then we just, I mean, we see Horace's character arc up until now, you know? Yeah, like, that's a pretty darn jump. That's a big arc. And he's also kind of refusing to be, he's refusing to be the victim here. Yeah. It's like, I mean, he, even though none of us would judge him if he did decide to be the victim because he just got beat up. Yeah. Well, then, but, you know, he's taking He's taking a stand. So moving on to chapter 22. Honestly, had like that would have been the perfect end to the episode with you not knowing what's happening. But of course, we have chapter 22. So the chapter opens with Will, who is unaware of the imminent danger. He's just practicing in the quote-unquote open meadow behind Halt's cottage. Which is pretty picturesque. Yeah. I mean, Halt literally lives in a cabin. This is like a wilderness retreat. (laughs) Cottage core at its finest. But before we can cut directly to the action, of which there is plenty... We are given a small peppering of Halt advice TM. Again. And he says, if you fire twice at the same target, you'll begin to rely on the first shot to determine your direction and elevation. That way, you'll never learn to shoot instinctively. You always need to fire a sighting shot first. And that's on page 153. Thank you, Halt. Can we just apply this to life? If you fire... What's the, what's the grand metaphor? If you fire twice at this... It's love. It's on love. Yeah. <laughs> Halt's trying to tell Will to shoot his shot. Exactly. And Will's response is like, quote, quote, Will knew his teacher was... Well, he's not talking in the third person. This is just <laughs> the book Will knows you are right, Halt. <laughs> Will knew his teacher was right, but that didn't make the exercise any easier. To add to the difficulty, Halt had stipulated that he should let no more than five seconds elapse between each shot. Again, on page 153. So clearly, Will has improved and is continuing to improve a lot. So, after this little mini-progress update on Will's skills... The boys. No, I wanted to call them the boys, but I feel like the boys are more Halt, Will, and Horace. No. I mean, the boys. The boys. Hit the the boys show up. That's Alda, Brennan, Jerome. ABJ. Jab. The jabs. Jimmy Jabs. Looking for the ranger's apprentice. Will is very polite in greeting them, and he wonders if they were, if they too were just being polite because he's obviously wearing the ranger, wearing the ranger cloak, and he's clearly an apprentice ranger because he's like 12. No, how old is he? Yeah, and that's never resolved. Like, were they just being polite? Are they just stupid? Like, what's going on here? I also thought it was interesting how much emphasis they put on how Aldo was like super attractive. You know? I was like, okay. 
a well, handsome blonde boy. Well, probably yeah, because that's how he gets away. Because they're like, oh, the handsome blonde boy isn't doing anything to our yeah. dear Hor or our whatever our poor Horace over here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it gives me deadly. Do vibes. you think they were just stupid, or do you think they were like trying to kind of act? But it didn't seem like they were acting because I thought maybe they're setting the trap. But it literally did not sound like that. It just yeah, sounded yeah. like they didn't know what the heck they, was going on. Yeah. Well, they keep questioning... It's never resolved. Yeah. So they keep questioning Will about the hunt. Smiling. Super weird. But Will is obviously super polite, modest, you know. That's what he does. And however, while Will is talking, Alda, the handsome blonde boy, launches a sneak attack and yanks the bag over Will's head. No, he doesn't do it successfully, though. They don't... No, they don't yank the bag over his head successfully. I thought they did. No. Look. Um, they try to. And then, look. Alda tries to put the sack over his head. Will dives and rolls under the sack. They don't put him in the sack. They just start beating him. Okay, so they just... <laughs> they just beat him. Pretty awful. That is until Horace follows the boys and he Horace appears is like dragging himself over the ground, like bleeding. Yeah, with the heart. Okay, how did no one see him? Didn't he have to pass the darn village? Anyways, Fair he's enough. like, that's enough. And so the boys are relentless and begin to taunt Horace again. Like, seriously, what's going on with them? But what before they're. What's going on with them? They're bullies. I know, but it's like they just turn away from Will. I don't know. They're, They're not very intelligent. Yeah, it doesn't Like, they make just sense. left him alone. Like, they left the less injured person alone. Yeah. You know? But before they're yeah. able to go after him for the second time, another person, I love saying hits the scene, but whatever, another person joins the mix, hits the scene, or shall I say another object, an arrow. Um, quoting page 156, a sudden jarring force slammed against the cane, Whipping it from Bryn's <laughs> grasp. grasp and sending it spinning to land several meters away. <laughs> I write down some of the quotes so they're easy to find and I write grapes. Okay, so a similar thing happens to the other bullies. No, it only happens to... Um... No, it happens to the other people. I no, it I, It only happens to... Hold on. Wait. It no, only I'm happens. Right. No, you're not right. You're literally not right. I'm right. Wait, now I can't find it. Hold on. Yeah, it's Alda and Jerome. Yeah, so the other not bully. Bryn. Yeah, I meant the other bully. Before the perp. This is all about. It Bryn. doesn't happen to Bryn now. Yeah, I know. Oh no, it yeah, ha- it does. No, it happens to Bryn and Jerome, not yeah. Alda. Okay. I was right. No, you weren't. Before the perp finally reveals himself to You said be... the other bullies, but it doesn't happen to other yet. Whatever. Before Halt, so basically the person is Halt. And so we, Halt does kind of have an excuse for not being there. He had gone, quote unquote, gone to the Baron's office to discuss a dispatch that had just, that had come in from the king. So that's a pretty good reason. He wasn't just napping, although that would be a good reason too. But a dispatch that had come in from the king... I don't know if that's ever resolved. I don't know. It's just You're the one who's read the whole book. Not yeah, me. I just don't remember. So, um, Halt 
and the bullies have a very interesting exchange. On page 157, I'll be reading directly from the book. It says, Bryn and Jerome felt a surge of terror as they looked up to see the grim-faced ranger standing in the shadows ten meters away. Another arrow already knocked to the string of his massive longbow. Only Alda showed any sign of rebellion. This is battle school business, ranger, he said, trying to bluster his way through the situation. You best stay out of it. Will, slowly regaining his feet, saw the dark anger that burned deep in Holt's eyes at the arrogant words. For a moment, he almost felt sorry for Alda. Then he felt the throbbing pain in his back and shoulders, and any thoughts of sympathy were instantly blotted out. Battle school business, is it, Sonny? Holt said in a dangerously low voice. He moved forward, covering the ground between him and Alda in a few deceptively swift gliding steps. Mm-hmm. Before Alda knew it, Holt was barely a meter away. Still, the apprentice remained defiant. The dark look on Holt's face was unsettling, but seen close up, Alda realized that he was a good head taller than the ranger, and his confidence flowed back. All these years, he had been nervous of the mysterious man who now stood before him. He had never realized what a puny figure he really was, which was Alda's first, second mistake of the day. Holt was small, but puny was not a word that entered into it. In right, addition, Holt, Holt is broad, right? Or not, what does Salt Peter say? He's, he's not, like, not as, as broad, broad as he used to be, but... In addition, Holt had spent a lifetime fighting far more dangerous adversaries than a second-year battle school apprentice. I seem to notice that there is a ranger apprentice being attacked, Holt was saying softly. He always likes to talk quietly or softly when he's saying stuff. I think that makes it a ranger's business as well, don't you? Holt shrugged, confident now that whatever the ranger might do, he could more than handle it. Make it your business if you like, he said, a sneer entering his voice. I really don't care one way or the other. Holt nodded several times as he digested that speech. Then he replied, Well then, I think I will make it my business, but I won't be needing this. So then he basically puts away his arrow. And his ferociousness is just totally displayed here. Because... Holt's savage. He, like, really beats them up. It says, um... He, like, stamps backward with the edge of his boot, catching the apprentice's foot between arch and ankle and driving into it. And then he pivots... And his right elbow, elbow slams upward into Alda's nose. And then he's, like, using... He's, like, threatening with his knife. He's like, don't ever talk to me like that again, boy. And then, um... Well, that's why people don't mess with rangers. You have to maintain fear. Otherwise, they're just yeah. small men wearing cloaks. Exactly. Which isn't typically that intimidating. And then, also, Horace is given, um the chance to fight the bullies and he chooses to and would oh, you yeah, say this I love is this. honorable yes i think it's like you know what it's the same it's the same conditions um so wouldn't that i don't know i think it makes sense i think it makes sense i i mean it's definitely giving them what they deserve and I fully support it. I don't... And I do think it's ethical. I mean, it's not like he's, Hulk gives Horace a legitimate sword. Or, like, it's not like Horace is the only one who's armed. Yeah. Right? And then, um... And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, because they have the canes. Mm-hmm. Um, they have everything. But... Horace is just good. And then Brian's Bryn is like, but he's is it Brian? It's Bryn. Bryn, yeah, that's what There's I thought. No he's like, but he's disarmed me. And 
Hop says, so he has, but I'm sure I'll let you pick up your cane and start again. So, like, already that's kind of, like, it's technically even, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Um, And then, and then he's also, like, on page 161, he's like, take one more step and I'll put an arrow through you. That's Hop. No, that's Will. Oh, no, that's Will. And he's trying to, like, model, model his voice. voice. On the quietly threatening tone Hop had used. Um, he had retrieved he several, meaning will. Yeah, several of his arrows from the nearest target, and now he had one of them ready, laid on the bowstring. This is a quote. Halt glanced around approvingly. Good idea, he said. Aim for the left calf. It's a very painful wound. Why the left calf? I think it's arteries and things. Why is getting shot in the left calf? So, like, Halt really... Painful. Really giving us... Um... Just look up major... Things major, oops, nerves or something. Arteries in the left calf. <laughs> I thought it said personal artery. It says peroneal artery, possibly. Yeah. Well, we'll take Halt's word, and then later one of the bullies says, "You know, it's not fair." So, what do you think fair is? Because they've never bullied. It's is just not them fair. being pathetic. They have no concept of honor or fairness or anything. And, and I mean, life's not fair, so they can deal with it. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe in this exact moment, it's it might feel not fair, but it's really like you're letting yourself... Um, it seems like here they're putting them... They're really making themselves the victim when it's like, you bullied Horace for so much time, yeah. and yet he still had the strength. To get up and go do the right thing for Will. Um, or the better thing. Like, it could have been perfectly okay for him to be, like, in pain. Right. Because, you know, he I was know. just bullied. Honestly, Horace just beat the tar out of these three dudes, despite being, like, insanely bruised. Also, and like, revenge type thing. True. Adrenaline. But it's not just revenge. It's also, yeah. like, against... Because he's... They've been hurting him, but they've also hurt Will and, like... Hurt Will... They could hurt other people, and it's like they're just known as the bullies. They're just right. not good people, and so finally, like, basically the next two um, pages are kind of them just fighting and things. It's great. It is a great passage. And yeah, let's discuss the final exchange between Halt, Horace, and Will. Sure. Do you want to read it? Oh uh, so yeah, of it's course. Great. It's a yawn. It starts on page 165. Alda didn't move. Odds were he wouldn't move for some time, Will thought. Horace stepped back, shaking his bruised knuckles and heaving a sigh of satisfaction. You have no idea how good that felt, he said. Thank you, Ranger. Halt nodded acknowledgement. Thank you for taking a hand when they attacked Will. And by the way, my friends call me Halt. Just that last line. And Halt refers to his apprentice as Will, which is like, super. And then Halt's totally, like, bonding with Horace and all this good stuff. This is the beginning of the greatest The greatest bond. bond. And so, do you have any final thoughts? Your favorite character? I have to say my favorite character is Horace. Mine's Horace. Oh, yeah, Horace for... Favorite character in part one is Horace for, like, you know, making that decision to go help Will. And then in the second chapter that we discussed, Halt, just because I love Halt. Yeah, mine's Horace for both chapters. So, yeah, any final thoughts? Not really. I just think this was a large 
character arc for everyone in it. Yeah. Like, for the bullies, too. Like, they're finally Will, gonna it's be... less of a character arc and more of just, like, a skills arc. You know? Yeah. Will's, um... Yeah, Will's more on a larger character arc right now. It's not like he's yeah. at the top. Um, Horace had a pretty darn big character arc. The mm-hmm. bullies are probably going to be out of the picture soon. I mean, I know that. Um, Halt comes in and saves the day. He's bonding with other people. Yes. And, yeah. A um, great chapter. A great pair of chapters overall. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, or requests regarding special episodes or anything Rangers Apprentice related, you can always email us at heirloomandcouriers at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you don't know how to spell that, it's in the... Or it'll be in the bio of the episode. So, I'm Sam. I'm Gail. Good morrow and fare thee well. We will see you anon in our next episode. Bye.